You are now listening to Tackling the World, a podcast designed to bridge the political divide by bringing people together to discuss important topics affecting our daily lives. Today, we discuss gun control, a very controversial topic with huge support for and against it. Our guest is Thomas Besco, a senior in high school who has right-leaning views. He will be sharing his perspective on gun control today. Hey, Thomas, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well myself. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me. All right, then let's just go ahead and dive into it. So uh, to start off, uh, so to to start off simple, uh, could you just explain your stance on gun control? Uh, Well, I think uh, gun laws are ineffective generally, so... And I still think that they infringe on the Second Amendment, but mm-hmm. that's about it, I guess. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our second question here. So we're going to first talk about gun violence in our country. So do you believe in any sort of gun regulation uh, to, uh, I mean, I mean, anything at all to help control gun violence? Or do you have some sort of other alternative? Um, Well, I think that definitely the issue is mental health. So if we were to Uh combat uh, gun control, it would be through like mental health programs. But I can see uh, an argument uh, with the background check, but personally, I'm against it. But I can see how some people might feel more comfortable having it. So So, so you would be fine if background checks uh, became, you know, are 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 stayed the same or even expanded a little bit? Uh, yeah. I mean, currently we don't have a national background check, so many states don't have to have them. So it kind of makes uh, other states who have them like point are their laws pointless almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that it would uh, for like private dealings having universal background checks would i mean completely shut that down i mean you wouldn't really be able to sell your guns anymore to like i mean you'd have to sell them back to the shop i guess yeah i mean um especially with background checks i feel like um not necessarily sell them back to the shop but before you can sell it to anybody you would have to go through that process you know through the government before you can sell uh, that gun to somebody um so the top 10 states with the most gun deaths per 100,000 people, have some of the worst gun control legislation in the country. Uh, These top 10 states in order are Alaska, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Montana, Missouri, New Mexico, Arkansas, and South Carolina. Um, Alaska, which is number one, has 23 deaths per 100,000. So what is your take on this? Um, Well, I think three deaths per 100,000 is actually, or is that gun deaths? Yep, that is gun deaths. Do you know how that relates to the national average? Um, no, I don't have that stat with me, but would you happen to know? Uh, no, I don't. But I think I think the national average for like homicides in general is six. But anyway, I think I think looking at each like state on a state by state basis might be uh, a little bit. Or I mean, like everywhere is different. You know, like different cities have different violent or violent crime rates different states have like very different rates i mean you can see like different cities that have like 10 times more uh violent crime or murders compared to other cities per capita so i think that mm -hmm. comparing them 
uh, sometimes doesn't work exactly, but because I can, or some of those states might have other issues that would cause gun violence or like they, a lot of those states are like, have um, not very high education, just, Mm -hmm. or like not a lot of college graduates, stuff like that, that might, or their economy that might affect things that uh, it might just be uh, that, or how, what am I trying to say? There could have been other mm -hmm. things in the equation that caused that to happen, but of course, I do think it's interesting that it happens though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do agree with that, but the problem here is, is, there's something underlying here that's pretty constant. These top 10 states are governed by mostly the Republican Party, uh, the, which, the Republic, which the Republican Party has views on less gun control in the United States. Mm-hmm. And these countries are uh, these states are over or overwhelmingly in support for the Republican Party. So, I mean, I think we see some sort of correlation here with the top 10 states all being red states and not even a single Mm -hmm. blue state in the top 10. And we could keep going. And when I kept looking at it, it's not until I went past the halfway mark till we saw a blue state on there. So I feel like it's definitely important to point this out. The fact that uh, uh, states that are uh, largely controlled by the Republican Party have the highest gun deaths per 100. Yeah, that definitely, I mean, there could be outside factors or like, that Republican states just in general have more violence, if you get what I'm saying, like outside of gun laws, maybe. Um, I mean, I, I mean, that's an argument you could make for, I mean, I mean, sure. That's an argument you can make, but like literally every single state until past the halfway mark are all red states, which have the highest gun deaths per 100,000. I mean, I mean, you can't just say it's different for each state when you have, Mm -hmm literally 25 states all being Republican having the most gun deaths, right? What do you think about the like cities that have the most like gun deaths in them all being like democratic cities or even within democratic states? Um, that's not true. It's, it's, it's not usually, yes. Um, I, I do agree that with that. And the only reason why is that, I mean, you could go to a city that's mostly red, like, like Republican governed, but the problem you see there is that in cities, you just have a higher crime rate. It's just true. It doesn't matter if it's a blue city or a red city. If you're okay. in a big major city, you usually have higher rates of gun violence. And it just so happens that you know the American population, when they're in a city, tends to vote to the left than to the right, which is why most, not, most if not all major cities in the United States are all left or blue leaning with, you know, uh, d- uh, democratic mayors and, and legislators. Mm-hmm. Why so, do you think, uh, mm-hmm. Alaska has the highest, uh, gun deaths per like 100,000 or whatever, or gun homicides. Um, I'm not exactly sure what stat you brought up. Um, but. they said, um, where I got the stat, it says, it said gun deaths. Oh, okay. Specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I'm not sure why, um, like you also, were saying, uh, in Alaska, it could be a result of some mental health issues definitely. or uh, things like that, definitely. And, you know, I, I agree with that. But, you know, some people could point to the fact that if you were to just control guns and make sure they don't get into the hands of people who are mentally unstable in Alaska, then you could definitely mm-hmm. decrease the amount of gun deaths per 100,000 in Alaska easily. I mean, it's definitely possible. It's just Republican, you know, uh, governors or legislators are 
are not really on board with trying to do anything related to gun control because they don't because I mean this is my personal belief but they fear losing the support of NRA and basically their entire base which mostly all uh you know love to have guns and so and definitely support mm-hmm. the second amendment to its fullest right yeah i mean i think there are a good amount of guns are used in suicide so the stats you could have brought up could have been or you know like people definitely pick what they use based on what's available. So some of the States mm-hmm. with like the looser gun laws, that definitely could have been the case. So, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, States with looser gun laws, you could definitely have people coming into those States and, you know, buying those guns, which are probably legal in other States. Right. I mean, it's, it's definitely something there. And this, and this all just comes back to, you know, preventing, you know, citizens from having these guns in the first place. I mean, I'm not saying all guns, but, you know, uh, you know, semi-automatic guns, for instance. I mean, if you, I mean, I know bump stocks are illegal in some places, or probably in the whole country. Yeah, I'm they are. Sure. Yeah, federally uh, illegal. Yeah, no one, of no one should have them. I guess according to the law. Yeah, right. and you know, those were legal, and in some, and and, and the shooter in Las Vegas used them. Um, they uh, he added that uh, bump stock to his semi-automatic, and it basically made it into automatic weapon, being able to shoot much mm-hmm. faster, right? And that allowed him to kill more people, which is a terrible thing. So you know things like these keep popping up, and we constantly see that you know the Republican Party in general is not trying to step up and provide any sort of solution to it. Instead of uh, you know because all they do is just support people in tweets or you know give them their support, but they're not really doing anything else other than just words. Am I correct on that? You think? Yeah, I definitely think they don't want to take a step in like in terms of law. You know, or mm-hmm. like that would definitely be the worst case scenario for them. They want to like try to avoid it as much as they can. I I agree with that. I mean, I guess that's just their view on it. It's you know? politics. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I mean, politics. you know, if, yeah. if they want the support of the NRA and most of their base, they're going to need to, you know, not say anything and, you know, just take mm-hmm. the silent route. And, you know, it's politics, but some people would, you know, prefer that politicians put the politics aside and focus on the humanity and all of it. And, um, According to the Second Amendment, right, uh, everybody likes to point to Second Amendment saying that it's a right to uh, bear arms. And it's true. You have the right to bear arms. It's in the, bill, uh, it's in the Second Amendment, right? Mm-hmm. But the Second Amendment says that a well-regulated, well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It says mm-hmm. a well-regulated regulated militia. And to anybody, that probably means, you know, the, the regulation of guns. So gun control, right? I mean, the Second Amendment itself says a well-regulated militia. So don't you think that, you know, the government should be, uh, you know, having federally instated gun control? Oh, I just had to look up the Second Amendment exactly so I could read it. Yeah, for sure. Or read it in front of me. Um, well, I think it says a, rel- a well-regulated militia be necessary, necessary to the security of a free state, comma, mm-hmm. the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, well, it kind of depends on how you interpret or like regulated militia. That could just mean like yeah. they have a lot of like, I don't know, like the militia is well organized, stuff like that. I don't I don't think that necessarily yeah, means... And- or connects to the right to bear, keep and bear mm-hmm. arms. The way that I interpret this amendment is that 
you know, it says that the government is in charge of regulating the militia, so people, because back then the militia was, you know, community, basically um, like armies, right? Because the community itself would protect itself. There wasn't much of a police department or things like that, just the military. And, you know, usually citizens would, you know, purchase weaponry and they would protect their own communities. So that's a well-regulated militia. I mean, the government has power to regulate them, right? And, and you know, in, in modern times, what kind of guns that they can purchase, right? Mm-hmm. But they should never not be able to purchase any uh, a gun, meaning that you can regulate what kind of guns, but you cannot ban, outright ban owning uh, firearms. So that's the way that I what, interpret the Second Amendment. What do you think about the guns that are banned? And also, oh. um, if the point of the Second Amendment is to protect against the government, or I mean, I think most people agree that's what the founding fathers wanted to do. Why would they let the government decide what laws they can have? Or like, why would because, they let the government regulate them if they're, they have the law in order to pr- protect themselves from them? Yep. Because, because, because the whole point of the government, you see with the checks and balances, you know, when they started this, uh, when they started this country, everybody worked hard and they had a belief that they could make this into something new. It was an experiment an experiment of democracy. And so yeah, far they've they've been succeeding, right? And you know, people have that belief that because of the checks and balances in place, the government won't become something like Britain, won't become a monarchy for instance, you know. Well, the founding fathers were afraid. That. I think they were all mm-hmm. I think they were generally worried that the government would become tyrannical, right? Of course, yes. But they but they but they also knew that a government, the point of a government is to control its population, right? To provide safety, to provide necessary things for its population to thrive. And when we're talking about safety, a well-regulated militia means, you know, being able to uh, being able to control the public's use of firearms to just keep them safe from themselves. I mean, the whole point of starting a government, right, is to provide necessary things and keep the population safe. I mean, or else they wouldn't have a government. They would just say, you know, everybody off to themselves. You know, this is America, freedom. You can do whatever you want. We don't have any sort of overreaching government or monarchy. But they obviously decide to create a government for a reason, right? I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, there'd be chaos probably without it, so. Of course. And, you know, so the founding, not not only the founding fathers, but all the states that decided to become a part of the United States and all of the citizens who voted and who uh, who 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 supported this knew 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 right? They knew that we needed a government to keep uh, the population under control and to keep us structured, right? That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. And with structure comes compromises, right? In some areas with laws, and you know, uh, and you know, stuff like that happens. And you know, they knew it. So I don't think it would be, you know, I mean, I, that's why I don't agree with your point uh, when you say that you know, people did, don't want uh, or, or, or didn't expect like a tier, a tyrannic government again. You know, uh, you know, obviously they didn't expect that, but they did expect a government to provide them safety and provide them necessary things to function as a society. Or you said that you don't agree with what statement exactly? Or I the one that I uh, said that people thought the government would become tyrannical or? Yeah, yeah. I mean... No, no, so no. So you didn't not, think that no, no, the people no, no. would become tyrannical? Or no, no, you no, didn't not think that, that people thought the government may? No, no, no. Uh, sorry. I I, told, I I, kind of forgot what you said. I was, I was trying to piece together something, but it kind of fell out of my words. Oh, okay. 
Sorry about that. But but that's all right. It was basically about the point of you saying that, um, you know, the whole reason why people decided to, you know, break away from the United Kingdom or Great Britain was to get away from a tyrannical government, right? Uh, just um, with one person in power. I don't think that's why we broke away necessarily. I mean, that's a pretty complicated topic, but yeah, I is. think it's definitely a reason why we put in the Second Amendment. I think it's because mm-hmm. we're worried about that happening again. Yes, we are worried about that happening again. And, you know, my point was that, yes, we are worried about that happening again, but mm-hmm. we also realize that we need a government in place to regulate what citizens do. Yeah. Because people then are all, we're also smart enough to know that if you just let a bunch of people loose, it's not going to work out well for a country. You don't necessarily have a country. You only have a country with structure. And yeah. I think you what we're so about the like banning guns do you think that they should be able to be banned or do you just think that there should be regulations to be put on them or i mean you can't ban them i mean the second amendment clearly states everybody has the right to bear keep and bear arms and that shall not be infringed but i agree with the fact that you know firearms should be regulated you know especially the type that you can get i mean let me ask you a question so what type of firearms do you think a you know citizen should be able to purchase? Well, like I said before, I don't think there should be any restrictions, so I think they should be able to buy whatever gun they'd like. But I think so. So you think I, so? You would be fine with somebody buying an automatic firearm? I mean, what what's the point of that? Why would anybody well, need to so, buy an automatic firearm? Well, actually, so right now, uh, it's not actually like very difficult to modify a gun to make it fully automatic. Like you buy like a kit online mm-hmm. so like i think stuff like that like i personally wouldn't want one, or like it's i just think that people will go around it mm-hmm. and i think that any infringement makes it like if you say like oh this one thing is okay i think that makes everything okay you know so i guess that would kind of go against my uh my logic with the second amendment, if I said that we should have gun laws, if I now say, Oh, it's okay if we ban one, you know? So, so, you know, I, I'm a strong believer in that laws that were created in the past, right. Mm -hmm. Should be elevated or should be changed to fit the modern needs. Of course. I mean, I'm sure everybody would believe that. Um, Yeah. Society changes a lot. Society changes a lot and laws should change with society. And, you know, sometimes that is not, you know, sometimes that doesn't work because of the politics and, and, you know, the government procedures we have in place. It becomes very difficult to do so, you know. And, you know, uh, when when I look at gun control, I mean, sure, you may believe strongly in the Second Amendment, which for sure you do. You believe that nobody should be able to regulate guns. But when Mm -hmm. you think about it in a common sense standpoint, right, in an emotional, in in, in in a humanitarian way, right? Banning yeah. banning certain types of guns should should be okay. I I don't see why you would need an automatic you know weapon. I mean, why why would anybody need those? I mean, sure somebody could say, oh, I just want to buy it, but we don't know what you might do with that. And and there if and and there is no and if there is no restrictions or regulation in place set by the government, I mean, you never know what could happen. I mean, to be fairly honest with you, if if we were to the next day just repeal all types of gun control and allow society to go back to pay, you know buying whatever guns they want, 
I feel like in mm-hmm. a year's time, I mean, gun violence is going to go up so much. I mean, school shootings, I mean, public shootings, I mean, just gun deaths, suicides, homicides in general, just all skyrocket because people are now because, you know, certain people are not able to get guns that they could not before. And if I mean, and if you're talking about no gun regulation, which you strongly believe in, that means no mental checks. Right. That means no, no test, no exam to pass in order to make sure you're responsible to, you know, uh, use a firearm. You know, with things like that, I mean, the gut, I mean, the country could go into chaos. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, even right now in a lot of states, you don't have to have a background check or if you go through the gun show loophole or if you brought, buy it privately, you don't. Uh-huh. So I think that already we still have that going or like you said that there would be like a huge like jump in like gun violence. But a lot of those things with like background checks are already not happening. And I'd say also a lot of the, I mean, like for most people, like fully automatic guns might not be, or like even as dangerous as a semi-automatic one in some scenarios. But, and, 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 you know, I mean, I, I just want to say, I mean, you, you pointed out the fact that, you know, there are no background checks already in some states. And, you know, I feel like it's important to realize that the reason why, you know, these states that I mentioned, the top 10 especially, I mean, I don't know if some of them might not have any gun control laws, but the reason why, I mean, like, you know, one of the reasons why is probably because they don't have any background checks if one of those states don't have any. You know what I mean? Well, I think uh, most, like, gun shops that you go into have background checks, but if you just mm-hmm. buy it privately, then, they're. I mean, it, like, a random person can't do a background check on you, so. Definitely. Or just a person sitting at a um like selling guns or whatever that's not doesn't normally do it or something like that definitely so, so do you think it's important to have background checks even on private sales oh uh, i think it would definitely uh that would also be an infringement but i can see how that would make people comfortable because i know a lot of people are worried about just anyone going out and buying a gun but personally i do think that's uh an infringement but if that was the case there were and there were universal background checks, I wouldn't necessarily be mad about it. But mm-hmm. if um, you wouldn't necessarily be mad about it, your only other issue with it is the fact that's infringing on your rights. Yes. Right? I I mm-hmm. personally I don't think it would affect me much. I don't think I mean maybe I'd have to like wait a day, you know, if I I don't think it would be too much of a deal, you know, but uh I do think that any, like if any regulation is okay, that makes all regulation okay. Or it pretty much changes the meaning of the second amendment. I mean, like right now we're at the point where we're saying, okay, it is okay to regulate it. You know, like that's how we're interpreting it. Current, or that, That's how the Supreme court is currently interpreting it. Mm-hmm. So I think if we continue that interpretation, we might, uh, I don't know, gun, we might not even have them in the future or end up being like the UK or Australia. I mean, where they completely banned uh, like semi-automatic guns. See, I don't think that will ever happen in the United States. And the reason oh, why yeah, I say I that, I personally don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah. Either, but. I mean, I don't think it'll happen because it's literally in our constitution. And the only way you can change our constitution is to get support of two thirds of the st- uh, two third. Uh, it has to pass to the house Senate then it has to, you know, be accepted by two thirds of all states. I mean, there are, there's so many like, 
you know, checkpoints to get through before you can do that. I don't think it will have ever happen. So I don't feel like anybody, any, any of us should be worried about it becoming Australia or, you know, the United Kingdom because guns will still be legal. It will just be regulated. Now, if you were uh, talking with uh, somebody, you know, who's a hardcore gun control, right? Um, in, in, in what places are you willing to meet in the middle? So you said you would be fine with universal background checks. Is there anything else that you would be fine with? Um, I think uh, possibly taking like a test or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Even like going further into like looking into their mental health. Uh, uh-huh. Stuff like that I'd be okay agreeing on or like going in or yeah, mm-hmm. agreeing or compromising with. And uh, just for the listeners to know, um, uh, uh, Japan, uh, the country actually, uh, if people want to own a gun, uh, they must attend an all-day class. Uh, they must pass a written test, and they must achieve at least 95% accuracy during a uh, shooting range uh, test. They must also retake this test every three years. Um, and, and you know, so that's what, you know, uh, I was kind of referring to, and that's what, I guess, uh, Thomas agrees with is having, uh, you know, some sort of test. And would you and would you be okay with like a shooting range test and maybe having to retake the test every so often? Um, I don't necessarily think accuracy is like too important. I but I do think knowing how to handle a gun and like knowing not to like aim it at people and just being like safe in general and not like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think like a few weeks ago or something like that, someone like pointing like they took out the clip of a gun and they pointed it at someone, like someone famous, I think like a pro football player or something, Her, uh-huh. his like wife pointed a gun at him and she didn't even know it was loaded because she thought she took the clip out. Of, and I just think stuff like that, people could definitely be educated on to possibly reduce, uh, of course, you know, violence and possibly even in like school, like, so like kids, I don't know, something mm-hmm. like not like that we'd teach them how to shoot, but we'd teach them like about gun safety, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. Stuff I mean, like that. I mean, yeah, that's definitely something important, right? Teaching, you know, children whose who, who, whose parents might own guns, you know, learning, you know, yeah. the safety of guns. You know, definitely, I agree with that. And, uh, and mm-hmm. go ahead. Or also talking to possibly like parents of children who own guns, or just being like, "Hey, make sure you're like you have it like locked up and stuff like that." Or you know, mm-hmm. I think that would definitely possibly keep people safe because i'm sure i'm sure if we educate children on this as well you you, you'll find a sense of accountability within the household i mean if if their Mm -hmm. father or mother actually leaves a gun out you might have the child go up and tell their parents to put away the gun because you know they taught us at school that you can't keep guns out so there's like a sense of accountability that comes in when you teach children um because you know they're able to bring that back to their household and you know possibly even educate their own parents on it which is you know yeah definitely which is important um, so do you think that uh, a, a test to, uh, you know, make sure they still have that knowledge is required every three years or, you know, every five years, whatever it might be, just to make sure that they're still responsible? Um, I'd, I'd be more worried about it originally at the like a mental health standpoint, uh-huh. but I could definitely see where in a few years, if people like change a lot, like men- in terms of mental health wise, but I don't think they need to be like retested on like gun, like safety knowledge or safety. I don't think safety needs to be retested, but possibly just like 
looking in and seeing like, hey, are they doing all right? That could possibly be not that I would want that to happen, but that's something that I would compromise on. Because there are, you know, new changes to gun laws every year almost. And there are also uh, new improvements to guns like add-ons, things like that. There are cert- There's always something new coming up. And I feel like if we printing. were able to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 3D printing to print extra parts. That'd be big. Right? Yeah. So, like, it's like education on new 3D printed parts and, you know, you know the safety of things like that. Um, you know, because every, every five, ten years, something new happens. And I feel like for them, for, for people to come back in and get re-educated on the new things, right? To get educated on, on something new, right? About gun safety. And then, you know, being able to go back home knowing knowing that, you know, you know all of the new gun safety, you know, rules, laws, regulations, and that you know that you are safe and that, you know, you're well-educated. I feel like that's that's something that will help gun owners, but it also helps people who don't own guns because then they know for a fact that, you know, their neighbor or somebody across the street has the required knowledge and are responsible to, you know, own guns, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. And... um. I want to move on to something uh, different, um, something with law enforcement and community. Um, some countries in Norway have emphasized a social social trust between law enforcement and citizens of a community. The community and law enforcement work together to develop community uh, policing. Uh, this model allows for police to have a better understanding of their community and stop threats before they happen. So basically, it's like meeting up once or twice a year with the community, maybe holding like some sort of you know event or something, you know, meeting people, talking with them, you know, growing a relationship with law enforcement, and it's something sort of like what we do with neighborhood watches, right, uh, where people mm-hmm. go out and you know they keep the community safe uh would you be interested in something like this would you think something like this would be okay um i definitely wouldn't be opposed to it i think like building like relationships with like the community could definitely help like reduce violence and just i don't know bring like a better atmosphere overall but um Uh it i could pass or it might not work like super well at controlling gun violence, but it could definitely be a strategy that we use to try. Mm-hmm. I think anything we could do to try would be beneficial. And um, so what what are your thoughts on the gun show loophole? So I think it's basically like just private dealers all in like one room, all selling together. So it's kind of, I mean, it's pretty much like a gun store, except you don't have to have uh, any background checks. So Mm -hmm. like what I said with no infringements, this kind of, uh, I guess I would personally, I'm fine with it, but definitely if you live in a country or if you live in a state like California with strict gun laws and you're like, well, I don't want people being able to go over there and just buy one. I can see how people could be mad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily degre- disagree with it, but it is definitely a loophole for people who are possibly have mental health issues right now. So, mm-hmm. um, And, you know, definitely, uh, I see a lot of conservatives especially saying that, um, you know, uh, democratic states, you know, they actually have more gun violence. You know, the the more regulation you have, the more gun violence. Um, someone they want to point out is you know Ben Shapiro. Um, you probably heard of him. He likes to yeah. point out a lot that places that are more regulated 
uh, with more regular regulated gun control have higher rates of gun violence and gun death. Do you, uh, and you know, why do you think, you know, if I don't believe this is true, I mean, everything that I've read online and I, and I, and I be, and I, and I, and I am bipartisan when I'm doing my research and everything that I've looked at has all indicated that, you know, you know, red states with, you know, the least amount of gun control always have higher gun violence and gun deaths, right? So yeah. why, so if you do believe what Ben Shapiro bill is, why do you think that that happens? Well, I think that possibly you guys have been looking at like different studies maybe, or I'd have to like look at them, I guess, to like look at the actual numbers. I wasn't like, I know that you talked about it before, like the order of like how there's a lot of how it's, it seems very, are you, what you were saying before made it seem like there was a strong correlation, right? Mm-hmm. I'd have to see it for myself, I guess, to understand what kind of correlation you and Ben uh, are seeing. So yeah, but I'm sure. not. Mm-hmm. I mean, after after today, I could. I yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Or yeah, de- definitely. Like comparing different areas is very like difficult because there are definitely some countries in the world that have very strict gun laws and very uh-huh. high gun violence. So it's. I mean, you never really know what you're going to get, or it could be the other way around, you know, or just depending on the area. No matter the gun laws, sometimes there'll be gun violence, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the but end yeah, of this, I, I'll be glad to show you my sources. Um, okay, um, cool. I've, 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 also sent, I've also sent them to you, so um, I can show you which link exactly, so you can go ahead and see those as well, see those statistics for yourself. Sounds good. Awesome. So um, so now just to move on, um, let's talk about illegal gun purchases. So um, let's just imagine a scenario for now, right? So let's just imagine a scenario where we have a country with, you know, you know, gun control all over the, um, you know, all over the country. It's federally instated gun control and it bans some, some types of guns and, you know, it's constantly regulated every single year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to keep people safe. And let's just say that, you know, we have high transactions of illegal weaponry. And that's something people like to point out, right? When you have something super regulated or something is banned, a black market appears for that specific product or that category. That's true. If that were the case, do you have any insight into how you could stop black market transactions? Um, You know, I mean... Hmm. I would say it'd be kind of difficult mm-hmm. to, I mean, I know the ATF right now, they don't really like arrest many people for like illegally selling guns. They're actually, I think there's only like 2000 members of the ATF. And I think that's similar to like the police department of like Washington DC or something like that. So they're not actually like a huge organization. So they don't have a lot of like or I don't know, they don't have a ton of resources to stop a lot of the illegal gun selling and they don't have a lot of like evidence or like to find people, I guess. So I, I could possibly see it being pretty difficult, but for a country, I think stopping or looking at like their imports very carefully could definitely be a way to do that or monitoring what comes into the country mm-hmm. would be a good way possibly to stop that illegal, um, gun trade, I guess. But so, for the U.S., I don't think that would exactly work because we'd have guns coming in from or like our own country that are being made illegally and 
guns coming from out of the world or other countries illegally too. Would you be in favor of a federal organization that's probably not meaning it's like a separate organization under the federal government, but not directly controlled by the federal government, meaning uh, the positions, high positions are appointed. Uh, Would you be in favor of some sort of organization under the federal government apart from the ATF that sole purpose is to, you know, stop, you know, illegal gun transactions and, you know, be on the constant lookout around the country for any of, you know, any gun criminal activity going on. Would you be in favor of something like that? Um, I personally wouldn't be in favor of it, but I think possibly if your goal is to reduce the amount of illegal, like I said before, I don't think there should be any restrictions. So I don't think like there should be like illegal gun selling should even be a thing in my opinion. Uh But if your goal was to reduce the amount of illegal guns in the market, uh, definitely increasing uh, like the size of like the ATF or a new organization would be the way to go, I guess. But I I mean, personally, I wouldn't be happy, but Mm -hmm. if that's your goal, then I could see that happening. You know, as, as we're talking, I've noticed that you really stick with the second amendment, but you're willing to come up with these compromises. Now, my question is if you're willing to compromise, I know for a fact that if you're going to compromise on something, you know that will have a good effect, right? A good effect, a good change in guns, right? So don't you think that, you know, if you, if you're willing to compromise on these many areas that you should also be willing for, you know, you know, law changes, right? To this, probably to the second amendment, right? To make sure that, you know, you know, guns are still a part of American society, but allowing, you know, making it clear that, you know, regulation is required to make sure that, you know, people are safe from, you know, weaponry, right? I mean, wouldn't you, because I see you on either side. I mean, I see you supporting the second amendment a lot, but I also see you, you know, compromising and saying you would be okay with this. But then you go back to saying that, you know, but it would, you know, break my views. Don't you think that you should probably update your views if you think, if you're, if you're willing to make all these compromises? Well, I think that a lot of the, like, uh, options that I'm bringing up, generally, like, the cons of them aren't very big. Or mm-hmm. they're, like, the con of, like, a background check would be, you know, having to get a background check or maybe not being able to buy at a uh, privately, which it's not too big of a deal for me, but, and I could, I think I would be compromising more to make other people happy, not necessarily for me. And I could possibly see how they may work and help. Like, uh, so crazy people can't get guns, but, uh, I don't know for a fact that it would be a huge difference because I do think that people would still be able to buy them online. And even if they are crazy, just, buy them from someone and not let anyone know, you know? I mean, so you I, know, the federal government, the federal government could probably, I mean, ban online gun transactions. And even if you are going to buy a gun online and online and, you know, gun transactions, you know, online are banned. I mean, if you, if you want to buy a gun online, it needs to be shipped to your house. And I'm sure when it's being shipped, it'll be scanned and checked to see if there's a gun in it or not. And, you know, thing, I mean, there's easy fixes for that, right? Um, I'm not exactly sure, like, what scanning goes on, but I do know that, um, like, a lot of guns come out of the U.S. being bought online. I mean, 
we make a lot here, so it definitely makes sense. Yeah. And we have a lot of guns here, and a lot of people are willing to sell them. So I know in uh, Europe, they often, I mean, like Glocks are like, they like the price gets doubled, but they get sold online still. And I think they use like uh, cryptocurrency and the dark web and stuff like that. So the government, even though it is banned, like they shouldn't be owning it, it still happens. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that like probably online gun selling is probably what the ATF is able to track the easiest, even though it is already difficult. Mm-hmm. So, um, Finally, um, just uh, I want to focus on one more specific topic and then a couple more questions. And I think we'll be off for today. Um, uh, let's let's talk about, you know, gun suicide in the United States. It's definitely a huge problem. Uh, there are thirty six thousand three hundred eighty three people who die from guns um, from from gun suicides every year. And approximately sixty one percent of that thirty six thousand are through suicide by gun. Now, after hearing these statistics, don't you think? stricter gun laws would have saved these lives um i don't think their lives exactly would be saved but i think they would have like chose a different option like not with a gun um i mean i mean i know i know it's a sad topic to talk about but the reason why most i mean it would make sense the reason why people would probably choose to use a gun over anything else like poisoning or cutting themselves is because if you shoot yourself, it's instant death. And, you know, you don't have to go through the pain of dying through that process. And if you were to eliminate guns overall, you would probably see people second guessing their suicide, meaning that they're probably rethinking their lives and choosing and most likely choosing not to commit suicide you know, than if they had the gun. Because if they had the gun, it was just instant, right? I have a gun, point at my head, shoot it, and I would die. But if you take the guns out of the equation, they're given an opportunity to think about their lives and choose life over death. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could. Um, I could. I get your argument that it may be like easier, but I feel even though it may save like one or a hundred or like, a thousand people or you know something like that i think we wouldn't really know ever and i think that no i mean we would definitely know because if all of a sudden we have fifty thousand, sorry if you have thirty six thousand suicides a year and 61 percent are through suicide by gun but then all of a sudden that thirty six thousand drops to fifteen thousand the next year or the year after i mean i f- i mean you could i mean people will definitely know that, you know, banning guns or removing them or, or adding some sort of, of regulation definitely saved those lives, right? Yeah, if there's if there's a huge drop in it in gun deaths from suicide, I definitely could see that we notice, but I personally don't think that there would be enough of a difference to notice, I think. Oh, or I, I, mean, think- I mean, you would definitely see a big difference because 61% of all suicides are by gun is what I'm trying to say. And if you're and 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 if you do that and you're able to convince the other, I mean, there there are I mean, this is sad, but there are obviously people who are extremely committed to ending their life, and it's sad. But you know, there are always people like that, and if if there's not the gun, they'll choose something else. I know it's a very sad topic, but you are able to save, you know, even even not you know reduce it by sixty one percent, but even reducing it by twenty percent or ten percent. Or forty percent. It's still a huge difference. 
I don't necessarily think it'd be reduced, but I mean, I'd say I'd actually like to, or possibly after this, I, I never, I've never seen these stats, but look at countries who did ban guns and see how their suicide numbers were affected by it. Mm-hmm. Or I think that'd be definitely interesting to look at, but I still think even like, let's say we or when you say in terms of the like suicide topic, what regulations are you like asking me? Like you said, or at the beginning of the question, doesn't this make you want to put in like more gun laws or something? What, yeah. what are you referring to specifically like banning pistols or like just putting in more background checks? So uh, banning guns is obviously the extreme and that also works. Uh, but another, another thing that we, that, w- that we touched on and talked about is um, education, right? Uh, most of these people who are committing suicides, a lot of them teens, uh, they actually don't have their own guns. They have their parents' guns is what they use to commit yeah. suicide. And um, allowing for, you know, more education to the parents, right, which which you agreed for, yeah. uh, you know, things like that would, uh, you know, make sure that parents lock their guns away in a place where it's not reachable or accessible by their children. Um, allowing for these suicides, you know, allowing for suicides and just gun deaths in general to take a drastic shift downwards. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd hope that that would happen, you know, that they would go down a lot, but I'm just not, all right. I'm not really I could, sold on the I'm idea. Saying, yeah, I'm not really sold. Or like, I, I got your argument that like, it might, it's definitely could be an easier way for some people and maybe the most accessible way. But I don't think that, I mean, I think that the amount of people, I, a lot of them would still be able to buy guns, you know, uh-huh. even if we put in more regulations, because not all of them are already like diagnosis like mentally crazy or something sure. like that so, or and, a lot and, of you know markets. one thing one thing i want to touch on is that i i agree with the fact that you know even if you have more regulations you will find there will be people who will go out of their way to still get a gun commit suicide oh, yeah. or do some sort of mass crime but the point i'm trying to make is that if you're if if, if you have 50 people and they're all about to do something bad with a gun but then you add these regulations that it cuts down by half or 75% or it drops down to 10, that's still a drop. Those are still lives saved. Yeah, that sounds like a large drop. Yeah. I mean, those are still lives saved. If, if there was some kind of ban or something and there, there's a drop that big, I could possibly be like down for it, but I'm not, I'd have to see that happening. But Mm -hmm. I, I definitely see if there, if there is a, like, very clear like correlation i would possibly be like in favor of that but i i just haven't seen it i guess you know america is an experiment of democracy and as the country who started democracy is a country who's continuing to experiment don't you think experimenting on something like this would be beneficial to the whole population actually trying to pass these laws and see if there's an actual difference on a year-to-year basis don't you think that as a country who experimented with democracy one of the greatest things in the world should we do should be experimenting with something like this um no i mean i personally i think we already have uh 300 some like million guns in the u.s yeah we have and lot. even if we did put in regulations i think people would still be able to get their hands on them and i don't think that we would i don't think that that we'd be able to see like a noticeable impact right away in mm-hmm. our I know in the UK in 1997 when they uh, banned like semi-automatic weapons, which means like pistols and like assault 
weapons, which I think they may have are already banned, but they mm-hmm. banned a lot of guns that year. But and they actually like bought them back and like destroyed yeah. them. But anyway, the next five years after that, their homicide rate went up. So I think sometimes experimenting it could take a while to even like notice a result or we may never see a result because of just the, the way that the U S is. And, and you, and you know, our- the, the thing with experiments is that, you know, it takes a while, you know, something, I mean, when we have, you know, in America, the stat is that for every hundred people, there's, a, there's, there are 101 guns for a big yeah. country like America with over 300 million guns. It definitely, you're not going to see change in a month's time, six months time, or in a year, you know, change happens over time and i feel like giving these laws an opportunity and you know you know and 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 i know we differ on this but you know giving maybe giving these uh laws an opportunity and giving them time to adjust to our society and make sure it's integrated well into our society people understand or people you know have softened down from their anger of it you know maybe we can start to see some actual change and you know, with that, um, I would just like to ask you one last question, and that is, from everything we have discussed today, um, what what are the core things that you want people to know about your point of view? Um, probably, I think that if someone really wants something, they'll be able to get it. Mm-hmm. So, or if they put their mind to it, no matter if it's like legal or illegal or you know whatever definitely i think they'll be able to get it so and uh thank you so much for coming on and i just want to thank you uh for you know having such a productive conversation with me on gun control um it was really amazing to hear your perspective and i'm glad that you know this isn't often we say this but we're able to compromise and you know chat about things that we can do to you know, make, you know, America, you know, an amazing country, you know, uh, where we are all trying to, uh, you know, we, we are the future of the country. And it's great to see that we are compromising and talking about these important uh, subjects. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. I definitely, it was pretty fun. And I learned a lot. So awesome. Thank you so much. And finally, uh, I want to thank all the listeners for taking time out of their day to come on and listen and help bridge the political divide because that's the whole goal. It's to bring people together from either side of the political spectrum to have dis- to have discussions and make compromises on these important issues that affect our daily lives. Our next podcast will be next Monday, the 18th of May. So be sure to tune in for an- another awesome guest and a great discussion. Until then, thank you, and I'll see you all next week.